this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Welcome to the award-winning Interest in Health and Safety podcast, making health and safety as important as everything else we do in business. And now your host, health and safety specialist, mentor and speaker, Colin Nottage. Hi there, Colin Nottage here and welcome to the Interesting Health and Safety podcast. So we've got, uh, we're always trying to innovate here at, uh, at the Interesting Health and Safety podcast, IMG, and we've got a new product, um, Safety Remotely, that uh, is an online system to basically do a number of things, help businesses um, track and monitor their sort of statutory responsibilities, help them do self-auditing, there's advice, there's guidance, there's templates, um, little video clips, and, and I'm using some of the audio for the uh, for the video clips um, just over the next few episodes, just to give you a bit of a taster of the sort of stuff that we're talking about in the videos. And and this first one is about emergency planning. So um, I'm going to hand over to me um, talking um, talking about some of my experiences, I suppose, of uh, of situations over the years, and uh, while why doing a drill and practicing is so important. Thank you so much. I want to talk today about emergency planning and and what I want to give you is I want to just give you a couple of really really short little case studies little stories of um of of where I, I suppose things have things have gone wrong in the past and the and the importance I suppose of, of of actually testing and trialing the the emergency plans that you put into place within your organization within your business. I used to run a quarry up in uh, a place called Ingleton up in North Yorkshire and uh, this was a, a deep quarry um you know quite a Quite uh, a number of benches. I think it was about five or six benches. Um, went down, oh, I don't know, 90, 100 meters into the ground. You know, so it's a really, really big hole, deep, deep hole. And um, and it was difficult for the emergency services to get down to the bottom of the quarry um, because the the roads were, you know, were made up. You know, they aren't they are proper tarmac roads. They are they're made up with gravel um, and uh, and they're quite steep in places and. And so what we thought we'd do is we thought we'd, um, we'd have that's a great idea. And we were going to use the Land Rover that we had on the site to actually be part of the emergency rescue plan for this particular, for this particular site. And so we thought, right, we're going to get the, uh, we're going to get the, local, uh, the local emergency services involved in, the, uh, in this, this um, drill, I suppose, that we're going to do. And, I, and I'd really recommend that you do that. You know, speak to your emergency services, whether it be the fire brigade or the ambulance, you know, or the police. Get them involved, because in actual fact, they enjoy the day out. And, um, you know, get them, to, get them to come out and be part of the process. But we got the emergency services involved, and we, we had this great idea. What we would do is, um, is we'd meet them at the entrance of the site, in our Land Rover, so the ambulance would come in. Then one of the paramedics with their stretcher would jump into the uh, jump into the back of the the Land Rover, and we'd go down. And we had this person that we that we'd set up, but they'd broken their broken their leg, and we were going to put them into the stretcher, bringing them up out of the uh, site into the ambulance and away. And so, so this is what we did. The ambulance turned up. We were there. We um the the the, the paramedic jumped out with his uh with his with his, his um um foldable stretcher. I, thought, I suppose is uh, is what it was. Quite a small little device. Jumped into the Land Rover, down we went. Um, he made this uh, this uh, stretcher up. We put it around the uh, the guy that was uh, that was uh, injured, and um, and then went to put him into the back of the Land Rover. And the stretcher was about two or three inches longer 
than the, uh, than the back of the Land Rover. And so he was sticking out the back. So we started to drive up out of the, uh, out of the site, holding onto the stretcher, and he was shouting, stop, 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 you know, because he was worried that he was gonna fall out. So what we had to do is we had to actually reverse, we had to reverse this Land Rover up out of the, uh, out of the site and, um, and then got it up to the, to the uh, ambulance and, you know, and, and we worked, you know, we, we, we finished the, the, the uh, trial and, the, and, and when we learned from it, and I think that's the thing, you know, if you're gonna have emergency procedures in your, in your workplace, you need to be doing, doing a trial, you need to be uh, yeah, doing a drill so that you can actually learn you know, what goes well and what needs to improve. Because in actual fact, you know, the Land Rover really probably wasn't the right, uh, the right device or the stretcher wasn't the right, uh, the right thing that we needed to get. We needed to adjust something, get a slightly bigger Land Rover or a slightly shorter stretcher to successfully rescue that person. And we're far better off finding out about that in actual fact when the person isn't injured than if we were actually doing it for real and trying to get that person out you know, and they were not just worried about their injury, but they were worried about falling out the uh, falling out the back of the uh, Land Rover. So, so that's why it's important to do a drill. And that was, uh, you know, that was a funny story. That was uh, that was something that we learned from. But sometimes it doesn't work that way. And uh, you know, I was involved in a in an, in another incident that was uh, um, that was a real tragic tragic event. And uh, a person on a site um, up in the north of of, of England. Um, I. I was called, I was working over in uh, Cumbria at the time, and I was called and I had to head over to, uh, to the North Yorkshire area because uh, this, person, um, this person had actually lost their life. And uh, a suspended load had come down and, uh, and crushed them. And the foreman on the site basically had had this, uh, this, this injured person um, in his arms. He was the first aider, he was in his arms, um, cradling him, waiting for the ambulance to arrive. And it should have taken 10 minutes, around about 10 minutes for the ambulance to get to the site, but it ended up taking half an hour. And the reason it took half an hour was, was, was because the person in the office, okay, who did a fantastic job, the incident happened, um, the, uh, the emergency call went out, they went up to the notice board and they got down the emergency procedure off the notice board. That, only, that person in the office had only been working for the company for a couple of, uh, for a couple of months, you know, really, really new. And this, is, this event happened really, really early in their, uh, in their sort of career with the company. And um, and they they've basically followed the emergency procedure and they read out the information to the uh, to the emergency services, but unbeknown to, to them and unbeknown to anybody, the the postcode on the uh, on the on the document was wrong, and 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 it was only slightly wrong. But what it meant was the ambulance actually went to the wrong location, and between where the ambulance was and where the site was, there was a river, and so they'd driven about ten minutes up to the location and found out they were in the wrong place. They then drove ten minutes back down over a bridge. And then ten minutes back up to the site, and and so it took over half an hour for him to get to the uh, to get to the location, and and if if um, I suppose you know that they they were they were very pragmatic. They said that it wouldn't have made a lot of difference. You know, the person had suffered had suffered injuries that 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 were that, uh, that were going to kill them, but maybe the the foreman who was who was cradling that person maybe wouldn't have had to have gone through all that pain of, of basically watching this person die in front of them. So, you know, so again, that's another, for me, another really important reason why, you know, doing, doing drills, doing trials, you know, treating it serious, treating your emergency planning process seriously is so important because, because most of the time you don't need it, but when you do need it, you really need it. And you need to be really comfortable that that process is gonna work for you and it's gonna be successful. So, you know, get a good plan in place, test it and learn from the, uh, from the drills that you do. Thanks a lot.
Thanks for listening to the Interest in Health and Safety podcast. You can follow and engage on Facebook and LinkedIn by searching the Interesting Health and Safety Community or go to www.influentialmg.com. And remember, let's make health and safety as important as everything else we do in business. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilised in the real world as the only solution available, as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Colin Nottage. <laughs>